Okay. Um, okay, so last week we introduced Pesuke de Zimra, um, and we talked about the uniqueness of Baruch She'amar and Ashrei. We talked about how they were um, special as, as prayers, as beginning of prayer. Um, in Baruch She'amar, we looked at the different aspects of Hashem's name that was represented um, and how we relate to him and how re- he relates to us. And then in Ashrei, we talked about how Ashrei had like this own special status. Um, we talked about the statement that the rabbis make about Ashrei in the Gemara. We talked about different themes in Ashrei Yoshevetecha. Um, we talked about the individual and the community. We talked about Hashem's greatness. We talked about Hashem's machut. Um, we talked about Hashem's characteristics, Hashem being rachum v'chanun, about somech noflim, uplifting the fallen. And basically the idea that we're going to work with today is going to be that the rest of Pesukei de Zimra, so what, what we call the Hallelujot, are all an expansion of ideas that are already mentioned and represented in Ashrei, but the Hallelujot are just going to kind of pick up on one or two of them and expand on them and, and kind of add things that weren't added in Ashrei. Um, before we do that, we want to just look on page one of the source sheet, at source number one, a statement of the rabbis in the Gemara about these Hallelujot. Um, this is a Gemara from Masechet Shabbat. Amar Rabbi Yosei, Yehechel ki migomrei halel bechol yom. Rabbi Yosei says, I want my portion to be among those people who say halel, who finish halel every single day. And the Gemara is surprised at this statement. The Gemara says, Ini, really? Is that really true? Veha Amar Mar. Because in a previous statement, Mar, somebody else in the Gemara said, Hakore halel bechol yom, harezim mecharef umegadef. Somebody who completes halel every single day is like cursing Hashem. So what's going on? Why do you want your portion to be with those who complete halel every day? And they resolve the dispute by saying, Kika amrinan bepesukei de zimra. The halel that Rabbi Yosei is talking about that's to be recited every day is Pesukei de Zimra. And the question that obviously, you know, is begging to be asked is, why? Why is somebody who says Halel every single day, why is that being Mecharef Megadevet Hashem? Rashi addresses that um, and he says, Shenevi'im harishonim tiknu lomar baprakim l'shevach v'hodaya k'de'amrinan be'arvei p'sachim v'ze hakore tamid belo ata eno ela k'mezamer shir u'mitlotetz. Says what happens is, is when you start to say Hallel, Hallel as we know it, every single day, it's praising Hashem for Kiryat Yamsuf and all of these grand miracles. And when we start to do that every single day, it loses its effect. It becomes like a like a jingle, like like something that we just kind of get used to saying, and then it loses its effect. That we don't appreciate the 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 grandeur um, of the miracles that Hashem did for us. Whereas Pesukei Zimra is more the everyday things and appreciating Hashem and praising Hashem on the everyday level. So that's why we reserve Hallel for the special times and the holidays. And we have Pesukei de Zimra that we say every single day as an introduction to our tefillah. Um, now, considering all this, we're also going to kind of keep in the back of our mind something that we mentioned last week by the Tosfot, that the purpose of Pesukei de Zimra is in order to um, prepare us for tefillah, which is the Amidah, which is the main point of, of tefillah. Um, and we should be saying our tefillah bekoved rosh u'besimcha shel mitzvah. So hopefully, through the course of going through all of these hallelujot, we'll hopefully keep that in the back of our minds and appreciate how the hallelujot does that for our amida. 
Okay, so let's look at the first one. Hallelujah, hallelujah, nafshi et Hashem. All right, we see that the the Mizmor, the Mizmor, because it's also the these these are also the last five chapters of Sefer Tehillim. So that's why I'm going to call them a Mizmor. You can call them a Mizmor. You can call them a Perek. It's you know whatever whatever you like. Um, it starts in Lashon Yachid. And in singular, we notice that Ashrei did that too, right? So here, this chapter also starts in singular. The individual now is coming to praise God, very parallel to Ashrei. But what's interesting that we have in here is like we have this individual who's going to give us now a little bit of like Musar a little bit. He's going to come and say, Al tiftechu bin divim. Don't rely on, a Nadiv is a prince. Don't rely on the princes. Don't rely on people to save you. Don't rely on people to be there for you. Why? When one day that person's going to die, right? People were not eternal. We don't last forever. And he's going to go back into the ground. Lucky is the person who the God of Yaakov, right? Namely Hashem, is who he goes to for help, right? We didn't see that in Ashrei. We saw praise Hashem, the individual going to praise Hashem, but we didn't have this, this kind of foil of the eternity of Hashem versus the mortality of the individual, right? This Mizmora comes, the beginning of this Mizmora comes to say the individual is praising Hashem as an individual, and he's foiling that with Hashem is the one that we can rely on People are, right, people are mortal, people are not eternal. Um, and that, you know, is a contrast to Hashem's kind of eternity and, and ability to, to really do everything. What we also have in this Mizmor and Ashrei is we have a lot of parallel language. And like we're going to say, a lot of parallel themes. So if you look at your chart, page number two. So, like we said, we, we, we literally started with, not just as, does it start with Lashon Yachid, as Ashrei does, but it starts with the same word, right? Ahalelah, v'ahalelah shimcha le'olam v'eden Ashrei. And here we have, right? Ahalelah Hashem b'chayai. I'm gonna, I'm gonna praise Hashem, right? B'chayai, be'odi. And, and also, b'chayai, azamira le'okai, be'odi. It's also em- emphasizing the, the, the person that's speaking, the individual's mortality. So not just that people in general are mortal, but he's, Right, David HaMelech, when writing this, or us, when we're praying, we're saying, like, I, I'm going to praise Hashem for as long as I can, for as long as I live. For as long, Bechayai, as long as I live, Be'odi, as long as I am alive. Because what we know what happens, like, what's going to happen to the Nadiv? Tetzerucho Yashuv Mato, right? Person doesn't last forever. Um, so that's your first parallel. Then you have also the concept of, in Ashrei, we talked about many Pesukim later, of people relying and turning to Hashem for their sustenance. We have the same thing in, 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 in this Mizmor as well. Um, there's no Pesukim in the Sidur, so it's, it's a little bit down. I was going to say Pasuke, but there's no, I realize there's no Pesukim in the Sidur. Um, right, when we say the, the last Pasuk that I read out loud, right, that Sivro, that, meaning here that it's translated as hope, but 
right? And, and in Ashrei, it's also translated as hope, right? But like Yisabe, it's the same Shoresh, right? Yisaberu and Sivro, um, you have that similar language also. We have in this Mizmor, just like we have in Ashrei, the concept of Hashem uplifting the fallen and bending and, and straightening all the people who are bent, right? And then we have here, Hashem pokeach ivrim, Hashem zokef kefufim, Hashem ohev tzadikim. We have another parallel. We have the parallel of Machutecha Machut Kol Olamim. And then here the 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 chapter ends, the Mizmor ends with Right? And then the last one that we have, the last parallel that we have is Shomer Hashem et Kol Ohavav. And here we have Hashem Shomer et Gerim, right? Hashem takes care of the people that love him. Hashem takes care of the the people that can't always necessarily take care of themselves, the Geri, the Yatom, and the Almana are like the classic category in Torah of like people that, you know, need extra attention and people that can't take care of themselves and people that need um, kind of like extra intervention and um, extra, you know, taking care of. And that's what Hashem does for them, right? The et kol harishaim yashmid. Hashem destroys all of the Rishaim. We said that in Ashrei. And here we have that again. The derech Rishaim ye'avit. Um, the the he perverts the ways of the wicked, meaning he does not allow their paths to to come to fruition. So we have linguistic parallels, we have thematic parallels, we have what we didn't have in Ashrei. We have the individual and the mortality of the individual contrasting Hashem's eternity, um, and then we also have these themes that were that were there in Ashrei. We also have them in this mizmor as well. Now. When, as we transition out of this Mizmor to the next Mizmor, right, we said that the goal of Ashrei was to get the individual to kind of um, influence the masses in, in praise of Hashem. We end this Mizmor with, This concept of Hashem is not just a melech, but Hashem is also the king over Tzion. And we start to introduce the concept of our personal relationship with Hashem. We're going to see that even more clear in the next chapter. So that's a, just a nice segue into the next Mizmor. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And we're learning Le'ilui Nishmat, Reina, Ruh, Bat, Simcha. Okay. Should be an Aliyah for her Nishama. I'm going to add in. Um, okay, that's nice. I would, I, feel, I would have written it on the source sheet. Yeah, next time. Um, okay. So, um, we're going to now transition into the next with this, with this piece of Yimlocha Monai Leolam Elokaich Zion Ledor Vador Hallelujah. We're going to transition into the next Mizmor um, and highlight Hashem's special relationship with, with, with um, Israel, with his people. Um, so, if you look on page three, we also have a chart with similar language and similar themes. Um, but before we, get to, before we get there, right? We said we're transitioning into Hashem's special relationship with Hashem. Notice, notice again, right? We're turning to, this time we're not turning to the individual. This time we're turning to the masses. Hallelujah, kitov zamra elohenu. We're turning to the masses, but we're also calling Hashem our God, right? We just transitioned from elokaich tzion ledor vador, right? 
It's nice to praise our God, right? And we give Hashem the nickname Bone Yerushalayim. That's the nickname that we give Hashem, right? So, so signifying, right? This is, is, we could call Hashem anything. We could call him Borei Olam, right? Why, why do we say specifically Bone Yerushalayim in this Mizmor? We want to highlight that Hashem in all of his greatness and all of his glory, we have a special relationship with him. Like it's us that he picked. So we, in the beginning of this Mizmor, in order to, to kind of show that this Mizmor reflects that, it starts with calling God Bonei Yerushalayim. Hashem is the one that builds up Yerushalayim. Nidche Yisrael Yechanes. When we write, Hashem will um, will gather, will will bring to Eretz Yisrael all of the Nidachim, all of the people that were pushed very, very far away. And when we read that, we can't not think of the pasuk in Devarim, right? Right? Hashem is going to, if, if the, you know, Bnei Israel are going to be all scattered all over the world to the ends of the earth, Hashem is going to gather all of the Jewish people in, in Eretz Israel. So that also kind of, you know, brings, brings call and, and brings our attention to the fact that we have a special relationship with Hashem. Okay. Um, we also have this parallel theme of, right, we see Harofeli Shvure Lev, the third Pasuk, right? Harofeli, after Bonei Yerushalayim, Harofeli Shvure Lev, right? That reminds us very much of what in Ashrei? I <laughs> uh, gave it to you, right? Right? <laughs> Hashem uplifts the fallen, right? Very similar. Haro Hashem heals the brokenhearted and mechabesh le'atzvotam. He bandages their wounds. He uplifts the fallen, right? Another one. Again, we have Hashem sustains people. We said that already in Ashrei. We have that here also. Noten livhema lachma. Livne oreva sheyikra. Right? Hashem gives the animal its food. And, and again, Hashem sustains everybody, right, until they're satisfied. And then we have, right, that's towards the end of the chapter, where we talk about, we talk about the borders of Yisrael. We, we call out to Yerushalayim towards the end. We have Shabichi Yerushalayim et Hashem Halali Elokayich Zion, right? Again, like we said, focusing on that special relationship that we have, and not just we, but also we in Eretz Yisrael, right? The, the Rambam talks about how, how Hashem has a special, and, and this is also in Tanakh, Hashem has a special hashkacha over Eretz Yisrael, right? Hashem watches obviously over the whole world, but there's a special hashkacha that Hashem has over Eretz Yisrael. So we call out to Yerushalayim, Shabachi Yerushalayim et Hashem, Ki chizak your, your gates are strengthened, right? Hasam givulech shalom, your, your boundaries have peace in them, chelev chitim yasbi'ech. The chelev is like the best part of, of the korban. So chelev chitim, like the, the most, um, the most mishubach, like the most important, the best kind of wheat, yasbi'ech, will satisfy you in, in Yerushalayim. That's the type of food that is, is found in Yerushalayim. Again, directly paralleling in Ashrei, umas bi'alechol chai ratzon, Hashem satisfies, uh, all living creatures. Um, Right. We also want to kind of, as we transition from the previous mizmor to this mizmor, right? We we said that we're highlighting our special relationship with Hashem, but it's 
we're highlighting Hashem that created the world is the one that picked us to have a special relationship with Hashem. He created the world, he created everybody, he could have picked anybody else, but he specifically picked us. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go through here? And again, the, the last couple of Pesukim as well, right? How did he pick us? He gave us our Chukim and Mishpatim. He gave us Torah. He gave us Mitzvot, right? He didn't do that to anybody else. They don't know Hashem's Mishpatim. He only gave that to us. Okay. So now we transition into the next Mizmor. The next Mizmor is... Is this the one where we have the transition? One second. Oh, okay. Here we go. Right? Okay. So we talked about how this previous Mizmor is highlighting Hashem's special relationship with, with, with us, right? Like, Ashreinu matov chalkeinu, right? We feel lucky. We're praising Hashem. We feel lucky that we are um, part of Hashem's special nation. Now, we transition into... Um, the different parts of the world or even like the universe praising Hashem. Again, we turn to the masses. And the next one, you could see that it has, it, it, in the first half, it could kind of be split in half, this next, this next, um, this next parak. And we say, Hallelujah, Hashem min Hashemaim, Hallelujah, Bameromim. Hashem is going to be praised in the heavens, in the high parts. And we're going to now mention all of these heavenly creatures that are going to praise God. Hallelujah, kol melachav, all of his, um, his angels. Hallelujah, kol tzivaav, all of his, his army that he has up there. Hallelujah, shemesh ve'areach. Hallelujah, kol kochve or, all of the, the sun and the moon and the stars. Hallelujah, shemeh hashamayim, right? The, the heavens, ve'hamayim asher me'al hashamayim, and the waters that are even higher, right? Hallelujah, shem hashem, ki hu ve'nivra'u. Okay, and that's really And then after we talk about kind of like the upper creations praising Hashem, we transition to the lower creations praising Hashem, right? We have Hallelujah Hashem Min Haaretz. Now the from the land, from down here we're gonna praise God. Taninim, the Cholteholmot, Esh, right? The the creatures, the the crocodiles. The, the ish, the barad, right? The climate, the different, the different, uh, temperatures and climates, right? Heharim, the whole givaot, the mountains, the valleys, the trees, the whole umim sarim, the whole shofte aretz, and all the nations and all of the people, right? Bachurim, the gambetulot, boys and girls, zikenim, imnearim, right? O- older men and, and the younger ones. What's interesting in this, in this chapter is that besides for the fact that we have this kind of clear split between the upper beings praising God and the lower beings praising God, is that there's a reason that the upper beings praise God and that the lower beings praise God. And that reason is different. So if you look, right? Why should the upper beings praise God? Right? They were created, exactly, they were created to praise God. They were created to praise God. That's what they're meant to do. And they're going to be the first to praise God. That's why they come first, right? They come first and then he's more. They're created first. That's what they were created to do to praise God. It's their function, right? They're stagnant. But when you look at the lower beings, right, the people, you have 
Right, the lower beings praise God because his name is exalted. Okay, so we praise Hashem because his name is exalted? Like, like what does that mean? It means that we have to praise Hashem from our own realization that Hashem is Nisgav. We are not angels. We're not Malachim and we're not the Shemesh and the Yarech. We weren't created for the purpose of praising God, meaning that it doesn't always necessarily just come automatically. We have to go on our own journey and we have to recognize Hashem's greatness and mitoch that we have to praise God. Right, that's an element, that's a dynamic that the, the Malachim and, and all of the upper creations, right, they don't have that. We do have that. So it's our, it's kind of our responsibility, um, right, and, and it's obviously very significant that this is here, like, in our prayer, because hopefully, you know, through our prayer we realize that, or even before our prayer we realize that that's what should be doing, right? If you look at prayer as setting the tone for the day, we have this in mind as we kind of go through our day, right? Our goal, one of our goals should be to recognize how great Hashem's name is, and to praise Hashem from that, from our personal experience. So we almost, we come second because it's going to take us time to get there, right? The Malachim, they're first. They were created to do that. That's what they're going to do. Very nice. We come second. It's going to take us time to get there. So that's that's your you know your your upper beings versus your your lower beings. And even though at first glance it kind of seems very symmetrical, wow, well, the upper beings and the lower beings, it's really not so symmetrical because they're for very different reasons that they are coming to praise Hashem. But then you have towards the end, right? God's glory is all is on the heaven and Shamaim, right? You kind of have like this unification of the Shamaim and Aretz coming together in the common goal of praising God. Yeah. Right. So, so, like everything that came before, um, especially the other, the first half, which it says um, he decreed and it will not change, like that's going to be there. We might change, we might not be here, but it's all the in. things that were created for us and for humanity are a framework. Yeah. So maybe that's what's first. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. And then that's why it leaves men, right, to all the way at the bottom of that list. For sure. That's, I love that. That's, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then, right, so we have Hodo al Eretz Vishamaim. We have God's glory. We have this unification of Eretz Vishamaim, um, of, of over the, the land and, and the earth, right? This unification of coming, this common goal of, of praising God, right? Which is also what we saw in Ashrei, right? The goal by the end of Ashrei was that everybody should come to praise God. So here we have kind of that same theme of the Shamayim praising versus the Aretz praising, right? Everything in the Aretz all the way down to man, right? Um, and then everybody kind of coming together and recognizing that God's glory rests on both and both are, are, are coming together with that common goal. Same theme as Ashrei, but a little bit of a different spin. 
Then it ends, Vayarem keren tehila lechol chasidav livnei Yisrael am keravo hallelujah. Right? It's a, Hashem raises a keren, a horn for his, his nation, his people, tehila lechol chasidav, um, a praise for all of his chasidim, his righteous people who are livnei Yisrael am keravo hallelujah. We have a continuation of this um, special relationship, right? We, we call upon that again um, in, in praise of Hashem. And that is also going to transition very, very nicely into the next, into the next, um, into the next Mizmor. Now, what we also have, right? Livnei Yisrael am kerovo, hallelujah. Right? We had an Ashrei, we had, right? Karov amonai lechol korav lechol be'emet. Right? And, and really, like, if you look at that, it's non-specific. It could be anybody. Doesn't necessarily have to be Jewish people. We we like to interpret it as being the Jewish people, right? That we we are the people that are Yikreuhu Bemet. But really, you don't necessarily have to translate it as that. Whereas here we come and we say, Livnei Yisrael am Kerovo, right? It's Bnei Yisrael that are the Karov to Hashem. So here we also have that, right? Picking picking upon that theme from Ashrei, but expanding on it and saying this is referring to Bnei Israel and this is all t- talking about Bnei Israel. So we ended with the concept of the Chasidim, Tehillah lechol Chasidav. So how does the next how does the next thing start? Chasidim. Yeah. Right? Transition we transition very nicely. Right? We're going to sing a new song, right? Because his praise is in amongst the righteous people, the kahal of the righteous people. Again, namely being Bnei Israel, right? We ended with the Hasidim, and now here we're, we're starting with the Hasidim. Yismach Yisrael be'osav, Bnei Tzion yagilu be'malkam, and the Hasidim and Bnei Israel, we're all very happy with everything that Hashem does. Yehalelusha, they're going to praise Him. Shemo be'machol, His name with musical instruments. Ki Hashem be'amo, Hashem wants His people. Yefa'er anavim b'yishua, right? He wants to save the the hum the people that are anav the people that are very humble right they're again continuing to praise God then we have something kind of interesting here they're praising God the chasidim are praising God romemot el bigronam right the 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 exaltedness leromem right the words of romemut are are el bigronam are 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 in their throats. And then, they have a double-edged sword in their hand. What's up with that? Why would we do that, right? Where we're talking about how the Hasidim are praising Hashem, right? And, and as the, the, the Romemut are, is in their mouth, all of a sudden we have a double-edged sword in their hands. What's going on here? So really, this is not new. We had this also in Ashrei. We didn't really note it when we did Ashrei, and it's kind of hidden. You have to really kind of pay attention to it, right? When we, we talked about Ashrei, we talked about this like very positive mismore. But there is one line in there. Does it like... Are we back to the Noflim? Not the Noflim. Um, yeah. Uh, 
right? Shomer Amonai et kolo havav. Hashem keeps his people. Ve'et kolo reshaim yashmid. Whoa, right? We were all, we were just talking so positively about Hashem sustains us and uplifts the fallen, right? And all of a sudden it's like, oh, and destroy the wicked people too, right? A little, and then we, we kind of like gloss over it in Ashrei. So here, that's what we're picking up on, right? The, the, the Hasidim are praising Hashem. At the same time, they have the double-edged sword in their hand. La'asot nikama bagoyim. To do, to, to get revenge, right, on the other nations. Tochechot ba'le'umim. To rebuke the other nations. Le'esor malchehem bezikim. To imprison their, their kings with, with cuffs. V'nichbedehem. And their honorable people with cables of metal. All right, and all of a sudden, we're kind of like speaking very, very harshly about about our enemies, right? The same way that we that we kind of like snuck it in a little bit in Ashrei, right? But we have it over here expanded um, in a really much more we're, we're developing it more, and and the question really is why, right? So the answer is is that right? Just like the Ohavav, there's it's one thing to be right, Shomer Hashem is Shomer and he keeps his Ohavav, the people that love him, and he protects the righteous people. But just because we are Hashem's Ohavav and just because we are the righteous people, we're not free from the Rishaim and we're not free from the trials and tribulations of being Jewish. Right? It's part of being Jewish. It's the story of B'nai Israel in Mitzrayim. It's the story of B'nai Israel coming out of Mitzrayim and being attacked by Amalek. It's the story of the Jews getting kicked out of Spain. It's the story of the persecution in the Middle Eastern countries. It's the story of the Holocaust. It's the story of what's going on all over the world, in Europe, here, wherever, whatever. It's part of being Jewish, right? We can be Hashem's Hasidim. We can be Hashem's Ohavav. And Hashem does take care of us, but we're not free from those trials and tribulations. And and we have to recognize that even in a moment where we're praising God and we're trying to be so positive, right? We can't deny ourselves and say like, wow, we're just going to, we're going to praise God. So everything is daisies and roses. And we never have to worry about anything. It's just not true. It's part of who we are is that we have those trials and those tribulations. And we, we, we acknowledge that and, and we even praise God for it, meaning because we ultimately know that Hashem is going to help us out and, and God willing get us out of it. But we also acknowledge that it's something that we struggle and it's something that we face. And it's something that we need to address both when we're praising God and it's also something that we need to address in our prayer, right? We realize that we have these trials and tribulations. We, we, we teaches us that like we, in our praise of God, we also have to look up to God, and God is going to be the one that's going to save us from these circumstances. Okay, so once we take care of the, the Rishaim and we recognize that, right? Hallelujah. So these, these Rishaim and these enemies that we have, right, when Hashem executes their sentence, right, when He does the Mishpat to them, right, Hadar Hu Lechol Chasidav, right, that's gonna be the glory of, of, of His Chasidim, of His righteous people, right? We know that when B'nai Israel are in their glory, right, that's a great Kiddush Hashem. That's when Hashem is also in His glory. When we're not doing so well, doesn't look good for Hashem either, right? If we think of all of the stories of Nevi'im Rishonim, right? 
God doesn't look too good in those stories, right? With Eliyahu screaming to the nation with Achav and, and, you know, any, anyway, Yerovam, you know, putting a sack, making a ketoret on the Mizbeach and making up his own holidays and the Avodazara, right? God doesn't, God's not glorified in those circumstances, right? But God is glorified in, let's say, when Malchut Bet David was doing well. Malchut Shalomo was probably one of the most peaceful, was the most peaceful reigns, right, before his downfall. Um, that was a glorious time for God, right? You had, in the time of Shalomo, you had all the nations coming to Shalomo, right, asking for his wisdom, asking for his insight, coming to see the Beit HaMikdash, right? We have the example of Malkat Sheva coming to bring him presents, right? When we're doing well, it looks good for Hashem. We, that's a Kiddush Hashem. When we're not doing well, it's really not very glorious for Hashem. So that's what this is, this is talking about, right? Once kind of those peep, those circumstances are dealt with, Hadar Hulakol Chasidav. That's going to be the glory for the Chasidim of Hashem. And then we transition to the last one of the Pesuke, right? Of this unit, okay? And, and, it's a very fitting ending, A, to the unit, and B, to Sefer Tehillim as a whole. It's very short. It's very symmetrical. It's very, the words flow very nicely, right? The whole thing starts, right? Typically, shuls have a, a you know, nice little tune um, that, that they sing. Um, very musical, which really is characteristic of all of Sefer Tehillim. But this one, I think, is really one of the more kind of musical um, ones that has like an, a, a rhythm and like a good, like a consistent cadence to it. Every word starts with Hallelujah, right? Hallelujahu. Um, and and when we talk about the Shir Chadash in the previous Mizmor, when we talked about right Hallelujah Shiru Hashem Shir Chadash, we talked about singing a new song to God. And then we kind of got sidetracked with dealing with the Rishaim. So perhaps this is the Shir Chadash, right? Perhaps this is the new song. And as we're singing this new song, we're going on full force, right? Hallelujah Hashem Bekodsho, right? Hallelujah Birkiyahuzo, Hallelujah Bigvorotav. Praise God with his great things that he does and his Gadlut. And take out all of our musical instruments and praise Hashem with all of our musical instruments, right? And then we end off with that last thing in Ashrei, right? Every living being is going to, to praise Hashem. That's how we end. It's, it's, it's only written once that Pasuk in our Tefillah, we repeat it, right? Presumably for, for emphasis, right? Everybody, like we, hopefully we succeeded in our goal. We got the masses to praise God, right? And this, this term, kol haneshama, you can read it really in a, in a couple of different ways, right? It can be kol haneshama, right? Everybody that has a neshama, the masses are coming to praise Hashem, right? But you can also read it as kol haneshama, like I'm gonna praise Hashem with my whole neshama, or with every, as long as I have a neshama, which is, which is coming full circle to what we started with, right? Um, in, 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 uh, Hashem Beodi, right? We just came full circle, right? As long as I have a nishama, right? As long as I have a nishima, as long as I have a breath, I'm going to, to praise Hashem and I'm going to do that, um, you know, with, with everybody. So that is our, 
sort of conclusion um, and our, you know, coming full circle with Pesuke de Zimra. So we said that th- these ideas are ideas in Ashrei, like we talked about, like we talked about last week. And as you could see, they each Mizmor kind of expands on parallel themes and introduces new things or develops ideas that were in Ashrei that are, are still evident, um, you know, but also kind of explains them more and, and, and expands on them. Now, this unit is one unit from, so we start, as we know, right? We start from Baruch Shemar and then we have all the way until Yishtabach. It's considered really one unit of prayer. That's reflected in the halacha. So if you look on the bottom of page three, there's two threes, bottom of page three, right? Kaishulchan Aruch. Um, and this is a siman that talks about like the different halachot of the different prayers that we have. Um, until the end of the Amidah. One should refrain from speaking once a person starts Baruch She'amar. He shouldn't speak until he, um, until he or she finishes the Amidah. And then the Ramah, um, the, the Ashkenaz pose kind of inserts like even Lidvar Mitzvah, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to talk. Now, I want to be careful with kind of like how we um, translate dvar mitzvah. Dvar mitzvah is like if you're telling somebody to do a mitzvah for you. But if you're in shul, let's say, and you're in the middle, you're catching up to your pesuke de zimra, um, you can answer amen. You can answer amen to berachot. You can answer amen to kaddish. You can't answer baruchu baruch shemo. That's considered a hefsek, and that you shouldn't interrupt your Pesukei de Zimra with, but because Amen is also Shevach, so that you can um, interrupt your Pesukei de Zimra with. Um, I also realize that I'm talking to a lot of moms in the group, so, you know, that also, try our best, but, you know, what can we do? Um, you know, we're not supposed to talk, but, you know, sometimes things happen, and, and, and we can't help it. Yeah. It's very hard if you're a Tefillah teacher. Sometimes, like, and you pray with the peop- with the girls, and you want to say, page this. Right, oh. right. So, so really best is to pray before, and then try to do that. Mm. But, but that's very hard. Like, that's very hard. How You're often do you actually <laughs> succeed in doing that? Like, yeah. um, I, for those, I, and, and we do have, I, for those reasons, I would think that it's, you know, not ideal, but, like, you know, it's probably okay. I don't want right. to, like, be posek, but... Probably, like I could find out for sure for you if you want. But and we do have those compromises when it comes to chinuch. Like we do, right? Exactly, right. right. We do have those compromises where we say, like, you know, mishum chinuch because we want to teach them, right? Yeah. Like it was in the past, but I always felt a little guilty yeah. about it. But I didn't know. Right? Yeah. No, you have to. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Right, like you want yeah. them to know, you know, it's like a, a dot of a compromise now. I mean, whatever. Yeah. God willing, that should be all of our, you know, have sex that we do in physical our page numbers. <laughs> I don't want right. to tell you what some of mine are. But, <laughs> but, right, yeah, for sure. For, you know, for educational, you want them. It's an investment in the future, right? It's an investment to ensure they all oh, say their physical yeah. like properly. <laughs> right, stop talking, right? I know, Listen stop up. talking, yeah. Well, you're telling them that they're not supposed to be talking during Pesukei Dezimra, right? <laughs> I know. So that's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, so that's, that's, that's definitely right. 
So, right, so even, so the halakha treats this as, as one unit as well. And like we said, you can answer amen, but really, um, you're not supposed to really talk until the end of Amidah. Now, there is a break between Yishtabach and then the brachot of Kriyachma, if you say the brachot of Kriyachma. Um, and that break, I think you could answer, um, you could answer like more things in the tefillah. I should really look, look it up before I say it um, perfectly. But but it's not a break where you can like talk and like do whatever. Like it's still, you know, it still should kind of continue until, if possible, um, until the end of, until the end of the Amidah. Questions? Wait, sorry. Could you yeah. repeat what you just said? I what what is a little bit more you could make you could talk you have like you could sure. answer like you can answer more it's really more shayach if you're praying biminyan you can answer more things so i think like at that point Wait, i think you're la- in between the last blessing of yishtamach and oh and uh yotzer or oh right because okay. you have that break right you have that which like technically is all part of pisuke de zimra right Yosha, you have az yashir which we say every single day um and then kila and then we have right because we said we start with a we start it with a bracha and then we end with a bracha oh, got it. so we end and then there's right like i said if you're mm-hmm. praying there's the kaddish but if you're if let's say you're catching up and then you're up to there um, I, th- I think like if there's an aliyah to the Torah, like you could answer more things. But I should, I should look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll let you guys know next week. But yeah. I, I always thought that about you know about Shema to Yishtabach, like you shouldn't speak anything. Yeah, yeah. In my mind's had a break between Yishtabach. Oh, you always yeah, yeah. In my mind, so there must be something. There's something, right? But it's not like a real break where like you can like talk. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's some sort of break, but it's only pertaining to like tefillah, not like you know, not like a break in terms of like you know talking and telling people again outside of you know right, if, you're, yeah. if you're praying <laughs> with high schoolers. Um, yeah, and then Yishtabach also comes full circle with Baruch She'amar, right? In those praises of God and God's name, right? It kind of, it, it kind of combines Baruch She'amar, right? The, the interpretations and the different aspects of Hashem's name with the machut and the praise and the netzach and the gidula and the givura and all this praise of Hashem, right? We kind of come full circle. We close it off. We we have our second bracha at the end of Yishtabach, and then we, we we move to Shema, which is a whole different aspect of the prayer, right? But this is the end of Pesuke de Zimra. Hopefully, this is you know what gets us into the mode of tefillah in terms of COVID rosh, right? But also simcha shel mitzvah, right? I think, I, I think what, once you kind of learn and go through this, and then you think of that again about how the function of Pesuke de Zimra is to get you into the mindset of the COVID rosh before tefillah, but also simcha shel mitzvah. I think it's very successful in doing that. You have that positive, you know, simcha shel mitzvah vibe, 
but you also have the seriousness of what you're saying, the COVID rush, right? It's not like a, like, um, like a frivolous simcha, right? Like it's still kind of, right? Because we talk about the Rishayim, we talk about God's greatness, we talk about, um, we talk about the awesomeness of God, meaning we're in awe of God, we're in awe of how God created the world, and we're in awe of the things that Hashem does for us. Um, so I, it really does very nicely establish, achieve those goals of COVID Rosh and Simcha Shal Mitzvah.